This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Tara and I'm chatting to authors and experts about their self-help, wellness and personal development books. If you're looking for ways to be happy, be well and be inspired, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Better Reading B. Lizzie Williamson is known as the excuse buster from Down Under. She is the founder and author of Two Minute Moves and a TEDx speaker, keynote speaker, fitness presenter and certified personal trainer. She's a regular on morning television and in publications all around the world. She's here today to chat about her new book, The Active Workday Advantage, a book that invites you to reimagine your workday. Look, her enthusiasm is contagious. I'm so thrilled to have her here today. Lizzie Williamson, welcome to Be Better. Thank you so much. I'm happy dancing here being with you. You are, and you are contagious. I love following you on social media and stuff. And you give such great advice to people who are following you as well that can be sort of just slotted quickly and effectively into their days. So let's just start with your two-minute moves theory about taking two minutes out, which is obviously much more achievable than going to the gym for some people, but two minutes at a time with micro movements. And it turns out that research kind of backs that this can make a massive difference to the way our brains and bodies function. So talk to me about your two-minute moves theory and platform that you have created. It all began because I always thought if someone was struggling with their mental health, they weren't feeling that great, then they should just go out and exercise. It was simple because it always had been simple for me. I had been a professional dancer. I danced all my life. I loved to move. It came so easily to me until I found myself 15 years ago with a toddler, a baby and postnatal depression. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden what had always been so possible for me, felt impossible. Mm. I could not believe I couldn't get myself to do it, even though I knew maybe better than a lot of people how good it would be for me. But I was so stuck, felt so incapable of taking action. And it was this time. And sometimes it can happen to us in our darkest times, in the rock bottom times when we have to make a change that we are at this crossroad and this was kick-started for me when I went and saw my doctor finally it took me a long time to go and see her because I felt really ashamed that I wasn't coping and I wasn't be able to you know talk myself into taking action but she was the one who said to me what you're experiencing is postnatal depression here's all your treatment options but you have got to do what they tell you in an emergency on a plane to do is to get that oxygen mask on first before assisting others. Mm. And hearing those words, I thought, okay, I've just got to try something. And even though it was the last thing I felt like doing, I remember getting home and 
putting my hands on my kitchen bench like it was my ballet bar and I got myself, even though it felt so ridiculously hard, I got myself to do this plie, which is a leg bend. Mm. And then I did another one and another and I could only get myself to do this really short amount of time and I remember there thinking, oh, well, that's this whole oxygen mask exercise thing. I just can't do it. It's, it's such a great analogy. That's really, it is. You've got to look after yourself first, right? And mm-hmm. so what and so what happened then? What did what was the next step for you? That's was this tiny little feeling that I had done something for me and I felt like I'd achieved something and it was just tiny tiny feeling of hope and so that's what I did again the next day even though the voice in my head was telling me really two minutes, it's not going to do anything, but I did it again the next day and the next and the next. And then I started, it was this ripple effect. I started getting more professional help. I started talking to friends. I started to move more. I started to hear about friends who were struggling with their mental health and I'd send them a little video because there was no social media yet. So uh, I'd send them a little video of this little two minute thing that they could do their kitchen bench or at their desk to maybe help them a little piece of the pie to help them feel better. Social media came to be. I started spreading these videos out there, wrote the book, started, you know, doing more events, talking to more people. And it just grew from there. And I started to realize that I was not the only one who had these roadblocks when it comes to this powerful thing, which is movement. It Mm. could be a roadblock of uh, depression, not feeling great, no time, too busy, exhausted, injuries, all of these things are getting in our way. And I felt like I had just by accident discovered this way that could make it easier. Take these little moments in your day. Let's relook this whole exercise thing and how we can use it. And so you that never, really I, became my mission. It's amazing. And I love that you were sharing this with friends as well. And that's how it started. Because I think that as women, we feel so guilty taking time out for ourselves. And, you know, in particular, we've got all that other stuff on and then let's add postnatal depression or anxiety or whatever else, perimenopause, the rest of it. And at some stage during the day, you think you're going to exercise. You're going to make that time. But then you do what you've got to do during the day and you never get around to it. Uh, I can remember seeing one of your clips years ago. um, It popped up and, you know, I was right in the thick of it at that time. You were carrying washing, a washing basket or something, and you were using it as weights as you put the washing out, right? And then there was another one, I think it might've been shopping, doing the same or something like that. So to this day now, and I have time now to go and do Pilates and walk the dog and all the other stuff. But to this day, I still use the washing basket as weights. And I still, when I'm carrying my shopping to the car, I just lift it up and down and stuff. So the impact that you've had, you don't even know, you know, the ripple effect of people. So now this new book that you've written, The Active Workday Advantage, takes it even further into the workplace. And I love how you start the the book here because I've been doing your little micro moves at home and stuff, but I'd never thought about it at work. But anyway, you start here in chapter one. I love this so much. You say, 
As I step up to the mic, I can't help but hear a few groans escape from the audience. It's a sound I've become all too familiar with when I take the stage at workplaces and conferences. Why do the groans happen? It's because people know I'm about to ask them to do something they don't want to do. It's such a great start and it's true. But tell us, what is it that you're actually asking people to do? Oh, can you imagine every time you started your job, you could just hear, oh. Yeah. (laughs) But I bet it's so great because your enthusiasm is catching and I bet it's so great to take them on that journey to the end of the conference or the end of your speech or whatever and you've got them motivated to try this. So what is it that you're asking people to do? Yeah, it doesn't take long for those groans to become, oh, thank you so much, I needed that. What I'm asking people to do is very different from what they perhaps think exercise has to look like, which Mm -hmm. is this certain amount of time, intensity, we've got to get these certain results. That's what we associate exercise with. That's why I like to take out two letters with the word exercise so it becomes energize Mm. and it's this idea of how can I energize today how can I love we all together energize Mm. how can I exercise at work compared to how can I energize at work so what I am asking people to do in this situation when they start to to groan is these really simple movements get their bodies out of this same stuck position that so many of us are in our day, many of us sitting, hands on the typewriter, and we are so stuck and contracted. So what I'm asking people to do is let's move our bodies out of this stuck position. Let's waken up our bodies again. Let's stop ourselves from getting so inflexible. And it can be as simple as imagine you've dropped some pens on the ground and we are going to lean over, pick up a pen and lean over the other side, pick up another pen. Look to the right and look to the left. How long has it been since you've moved your head and your neck out of that same position? Let's stand up and stretch our arms up to the ceiling and reach up and imagine what we're reaching for or sitting back down or having a quick walk around. And the reason I get people to do this is because when you do it, movement is such a powerful tool, not only to help your body feel better, but your brain. And I started to think, why are we not using this powerful tool in our work days? Mm, I've been sort of incorporating more movement into just my normal life. I hadn't even considered it, which is bizarre, but you know, I'll sit for eight hours straight virtually and then think moving the rest of the day is enough, but it's not really. We need to keep moving our bodies. My bloke, he's very much like you, you know, in it's about energizing, not exercising, but he's got all these things set up at his place. So he's constantly moving throughout the day. One example is his house overlooks pit water, big body of water. The sun sort of blares in in the afternoon. Now he could have got blinds that he pressed a remote control, but instead he's got blinds that need to be put down every day that need to be unwrapped. He has to reach up, unwrap them, pull them down. And it's a constant movement doing it up and down. And he said, the reason for that is because as you get older, you need to keep moving your body in all different directions. And I hadn't sort of considered that. So Yes, I do it more, but at work, I just sit for hours a day. 
And you talk about here, it's not just good for your body, but it's good for your mind. You're letting your inner pharmacy out. Like explain that to us. What's the inner pharmacy? Imagine if in your workday that you had access to this pharmacy and it was filled with all the pills and potions that you needed. If you were there about to go into a big meeting and you're feeling like you needed a confidence boost or you're starting to fall asleep at 3 p.m., you need to take a pill to feel more uh, awake. You're starting like a to, coffee. You know, yeah, like a coffee <laughs> or a block of chocolate. All these little moments in our workday where we feel like we need some kind of boost. So this pharmacy is actually inside of us and it is waiting to come out. And the way that we access it is by being physically active. There's something called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which scientists have been reading about that. Actually, yes, it's like this fertilizer for our brain, helping us think better. Our brain cells can communicate better with each other. It puts us in a better mood. Wendy Suzuki did this incredible TED talk. She's a leading neuroscientist at NYU, and she says how exercise is the most transformative thing that you can do for your brain. So mm. imagine that moment at work where you're just kind of there, you've got a big project, you, you want to do well with your brain, you're just overloaded, you've been working six hours. If you get up and go for a walk. It doesn't have to be outside. It could even just be a walk on the spot, even if you were on the phone and having a walk. There's a study by Stanford University that shows that compared to sitting, walking, wherever you're walking, increases creative output by 60%, six zero. And those creative juices continue to flow after you sat back down. So the more I guess I that's was- why as a writer, you know, if you've got writer's block, go for a walk and you get through it. You know, I find my ideas when I'm walking. Yes, and even one minute of walking every 30 minutes, a study by Columbia University show really helps your mood, puts you in a better mood. It helps to regulate your blood sugar levels after lunch, especially as well. So that stops you, helps prevent those energy drops as well, and also helps to, to bust fatigue. So this stuff doesn't have to be very long at all. In fact, this idea of micro breaks, micro moves is coming much more out in the in the research as something that's really essential to help reset our stretch, our stress boost our focus and also lift up our energy. So I use a mindfulness bell. I have a an app that just dings and it reminds me to be mindful. I don't get up off my butt to do anything, but you know, it does remind me to be mindful. But I'd never considered using a cue for physical exercise and you do talk about that. So in preparation for this podcast, I set timers, three a day, all right, through my work day. So the first one, I stopped and stretched. The second one, I did squats, which was interesting for my coworker, my team. And in the third one, I did your desk micro moves that you have in the book. You have a series of micro moves that you can do. But then I decided I was just driving home. And as I hit a red light, every single red light I did, I started like moving my neck or stretching my wrists. Now, I've only been doing this for the last week, but it's becoming a little bit more habitual. And it actually does make me feel a little bit more flexible and not so stiff in the neck and things like that. So is this what you're trying to get people to do? And at what stage do you think it becomes a habit? 
This is exactly what I'm trying to get people to do and, and making those cues, what you're doing, it's like a, a habit stacking, what BJ Fogg talks about. Habit stacking is such a powerful way to remember to move because a lot of this is also about remembering to do it mm-hmm. because so many of us are powering through our work day and then we get to the end and go oh gosh I forgot to move I do that too and I've written this book yeah. I need these cues these these reminders so what you've done is you've looked at something that you regularly do in your day driving red light attach something to that and then what you be great for you to do at the end of that every time you do a stretch you roll you celebrate it in a tiny little way and you say good on me I took this time for me or do give yourself a little high five in your little review mirror or something like that add the reward part of it to the habit is so effective so there's different cues that you can have you had your alarm going off for your for your mindfulness and then for your moves if you're someone who has those sort of alarms and you look at that and you just press stop and don't do anything on it a good thing to do is to, if you're doing it on your phone and it's possible, have your phone somewhere else, not on your desk. <laughs> Great make idea. It, yeah. it, make it harder for yourself to, to do it. There's a great book called Good Habits, Bad Habits by Wendy Wood. And she talks about the story about how uh, getting people to stop smoking and all the, the education, everything. Nothing was working until we changed our environment. And so that's a really great thing to think about. If you're going to do the alert, if you need to turn it off, have it somewhere away from you. Even if you're working from home, it's on your oven timer or something like that. Set that for 60 minutes when you sat down to, to work, if that works in with your schedule. The other cues that you can actually use is your own body and your brain and start to become attuned to what's what's happening. Am I starting to yawn and fall asleep? There's a cue that my body needs some oxygen and some circulation, some blood flowing. Am I there going, oh, my gosh, I cannot think of how to write this email or what to say. Oh, there's my cue that I need to get that oxygen flowing to my brain and release that brain BDNF. So I'm going to stand on up and do a quick 30-minute walk on the spot. They're great little cues as well. Meetings are a fantastic cue. If you're getting on a whole lot of virtual meetings as you're about to get on and you're pressing join, that's a nice little moment that you can take a quite quick little micro stretch. You don't even have to get up off your chair. You can look behind you one way look behind you the other way roll your shoulders back just those little moves that you can do and be sure to celebrate them that you've done it so you get those nice reward neural pathways happening and strengthening in your brain and your brain goes oh this is good i want to do this again hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So it's the celebration, you know, and even if you feel a little silly when you're doing it, it's the ce- the celebration is that kicks off the chemical response. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I love the fact that you did those squats in front of your coworker because what's happening there is that you are role modeling and you are saying, you know, this is okay to take care of yourself. And what a gift that you have given that person next to you, even if they might have a laugh or go, I'm not sure I can do that. You've given them permission to do the same. And that's huge. They think I'm weird anyway. You know, I have a much younger team here and they're all, and I would say that in the, the book industry as well, you know, you get a lot of introverts who work, you know, in the book industry and they're really, I love my co-workers. I love my team. They're great. But what would you say, how do you motivate the people around you to do, because there's no way they would do squats in front of me, but perhaps I could encourage them to sort of walk the block a couple of times during the work day or something like that. How do you encourage other people to to do the same in their own way? One of the best ways to encourage people is to role model. And Adam Grant talks about that in his new book, Hidden Potential, rather than, um, you know, telling your you know kids people to do something you do it do it yourself you ask them what they would do how they would do it and so even though you might think oh gosh then they're never going to do it they're looking at me like I'm weird there is something (laughs) quite powerful about you still still doing it and if you're on a phone call saying I'm going to take this phone call out for a walk and talk or if you're there chatting with a, a co-worker how about we have this this little meeting, just just standing up. Gosh, my shoulders are a bit sore. I'm just going to roll them back a few times. Let's just stand up. We've been sitting here for so long. I think it's a really a powerful way to motivate is by doing it yourself. Also, some people don't even know why they should even be moving at work. I mean, the concept is kind of a bit crazy for some people. I don't, I don't need to to move. So having some nice ways to educate people as well, or just saying, gosh, I heard about this study. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, what happens when we break up our long work days with a little bit of movement and how that helps get us in a better mood when you're on a, a meeting with, with other people, even though you might hear the groans, it might be a bit strange. You can say, listen, I know this is a bit weird, it's a bit strange, but I have been reading this book and this is why I think we should start our meetings with a little micro move. You can play a video, you can do it yourself. We're just going to do it. Let's put on a good song. That's always motivating as well. And let's do this together. And it's so much bigger than just you as well. That's always so good. I love remembering that. This isn't just about me. This is also about my my colleagues, my employees, employer. This is about my children, my family, and how it's so important for them to see it and also for me to talk about what it is that I'm doing and why I'm actually doing it. So the things that you were just listing there, I was actually ticking off going, oh yeah, that's good. I'm going to incorporate that. I take quite a few work calls during the day. 
I could be walking around the block when I take them. I, I usually stand and take calls anyway. That's kind of my natural talking state when I'm on the phone. So I'm, yeah, I can, I can walk while I talk. That's a great idea. Um, and, you know, certainly sort of, I don't know, be the beacon of light, I guess, with others, as you say, you know, model it and, and they'll follow. So what do you think of standing desks? I know more companies are using those at the moment. I think they're great if you use them because <laughs> I know a lot of companies <laughs> oh, have to, Yeah, sit down and... <laughs> what we have to remember is that it's not necessarily just about the sitting mm. or the standing. It's about movement because if you are standing all day in that same stuck position, your body's not going to love it either. If you think about, especially, you know, your your legs, your knees, maybe your ankles, your feet, you're activating your muscles more, but you might also still get quite tight and, and tired. Mm. What I do like about having the option of a stand-up desk is I feel like I do tend to move a bit more when I'm standing. I'll naturally sort of have, and I hear this from lots of people, you know, they'll wiggle their, their hips uh, a little bit more, maybe just sort of kick their they kick their legs out, um, kick their heels back up to the back and you feel that movement in, in your mm. knees. So we've got a stand-up desk and especially if you're front of people, you're in, in the office with people, still needs to become a, a movement opportunity as well. Mm. But the, it's just like at your desk, there's so many subtle little moves that you can do without anyone even even knowing. You know, you can just, um, you know, whether you're sitting down, standing up, you can just kick your legs out in front of you. Nice little moment to stop those hip flexors getting so tight. Your knees still get a bit of circulation happening in your legs. You could take a look behind you. It's what I'm saying in this book is not necessarily right everyone get up and do 20 star jumps in front of people and so that mm. everyone goes oh right I'm gonna do it as well you might be someone who thinks there's no way I'm ever going to get moving in front of people that people know that's fine use these sneaky little movements that I've got in in the book as well and your body really will thank you for it, it at does, the end of the actually. day you do feel it and it does make a difference and I love these little micro moves and um, give examples of how to do it and why they're beneficial. And there's a lot of science that you lay out in the book. So it's really interesting. But you also sort of suggest things like a 21 day challenge, which is, I love a 21 day challenge, any sort of challenge. It really, because that really builds long lasting habits. I think you've got one set up on your website. Is that? That's right. I do. Yeah. So lucywilliamson.com forward slash active. So go on there and check out the 21 day challenge and also movement Mondays at work, which is a great place to start. Like just start with a Monday, movement Mondays. So how does your day look sort of generally? Give us a broad brush stroke of how your day would look with you incorporating these movements. And do you work out as well? Yeah, I really love to have a, you know, a jog or a walk in, in my day. Mm. I am quite determined now in the last year, I, ma I made a commitment to myself that I was going to lift some kind of 
heavy object every day as a as a woman and, and perimenopausal, really wanting to make sure that I prioritize my strength. So the way that I do that is I've got some some dumbbells and I actually like to do this in the morning before I start work because I actually like to do it in front of my teenagers. So when I'm there, if I'm talking to them or I've just come back from a for early morning walk or jog, I'll make sure I'll pick up these weights. They're, they're not huge, but I feel a little bit of resistance when I'm mm. lifting them and I'll be there chatting to them what's going on and I'll just be there doing my bicep curls right. or, or some um, overhead presses or something like that. And it's something I try and do every single work day. And even if I cannot be bothered, which is often, I really don't feel like doing it, I'll make sure I even just lift them up and do one bicep curl and put them back down. I just kind of get myself to do that. And then when I get into work, I do all my meetings as much as I can standing up. I tend if I'm meeting with someone to go, right, let's let's do a little little move. Let's turn on a song. Let's um, have a little bit of fun together here. I'm going to show you some, some moves and what they're going to do for you. And then some days I find myself taking lots of micro moves and lots of micro breaks and, and I do really well. And other days I don't do as well. I'm powering through. I've got lots of stuff to do. So I'll just do a couple of little things in my day. And what I try and say to myself all the time is remember that something is so much better than nothing and yes today you might not have moved as much as you wanted to and you know is is good for you and all that kind of stuff but what did you do okay you got up and you stretched your arms up and you had a little swing from side to side and you sat back down that's a really really important moment it's so easy to fall into that trap that unless we do all the things, unless we can get moving all day and we do this big exercise session and everything, then we haven't, you know, done enough. Mm. But something is so much better than nothing. Two minutes is so much better than no minutes. It's just so important to take a little bit of action, I find, for myself than, than not taking any action at all. Yeah, we tend to beat ourselves up, don't we, if we've, you know, just not managed anything. And then that can snowball into more days of nothing and beating ourselves up. So as you say, it's like a circuit breaker, even that two minutes, just, yeah, you've done something. And what's next for you? This is really the year of the book for me. It, as you know, Jade, it's yeah. a lot to write a book. Not only the time it takes, I was up at 4am every morning last year, getting up there and, and writing this thing in the dark. And every time I'd be out walking, I'd be voice memoing it. And so it takes a lot of the time. It also takes a lot mentally to get yourself in a, in a headspace that you can believe in yourself, believe in the message, believe that people are going to want the book and it's going to work and all that kind of stuff. So now I've got it in my hands. How can I get this book out to as many people as possible and who really needs this message? And what's been so great is I've really seen it over the last few years, what it's done for the workplaces that I have worked with and and helped then become this active workplace and join this active workday revolution. I've seen how it works and I've seen how simple it is as well. One company just does these two-minute moves on every single meeting. That's that's all they do. And yet 
it's had this huge ripple effect on the organization. The feedback is incredible. So this year it's getting this book. Let's get out there on the road and, and share, share this message with everybody. Look, I think it's a wonderful message. I think it's an important message, as you say in the book, uh, you know, our sedentary lifestyle is worse than smoking. So I think it's a really important message. Now, for anyone out there who may work somewhere and you think, great, let's get her in to talk to the team. Let's talk to our company about how we can change, make some changes like this. I'm guessing go onto your website. Would that be That's correct? That's right. So, Yep. So go onto the website, lizziewilliamson.com and message Lizzie. And I think it's going to do really well. I think it's a great book. Congratulations on it. I urge everyone who's listening today to go and buy the book, check out Lizzie's YouTube channel because you have lots of great clips. Follow her on Instagram. You can't but be inspired by your enthusiasm. So just congratulations and I hope it sells its socks off. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you so much for helping to, to spread this message. I just absolutely love what you're doing and I'm very, very inspired by you too. So thank you. Oh, it's a great message. So The Active Workday Advantage is the book. Lizzie Williamson is the author. Thanks for chatting today, Lizzie. Thank you so much, Jane. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.